a key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, welcome back to The Chemical Show. This is Victoria Meyer, your host. This week's episode is a solo cast. I'm going to be sharing my insights and reflections from the AFPM International Petrochemical Conference, which was held in San Antonio during the last week of March. There were thousands of attendees present, both registered and, as we know, many unregistered and people just there for meetings with business partners, suppliers, customers, and other activities going on that week. I actually had the opportunity to host a live chemical show podcast panel event, Partnering for Plastic Circularity. That's going to be getting published within the next week. So stay tuned and look for that episode. With thousands of people in attendance, I heard a lot of things. And so this episode is really an opportunity to share my reflections and some of the insights and themes that came through from that conference. Starting off with the first one, and this is really maybe the overarching theme and insight I picked up during that conference, which is the chemical industry is in the process of setting a new equilibrium or a new normal, right? So the industry has always been quite cyclical on a steady growth path, really, for the past decades, maybe even 100 years, we might say. And yet we are at an inflection point, right? So there's a number of drivers that are, are influencing the industry and how we progress forward. So some of those drivers are geopolitics, changing consumer buying behaviors, and then, of course, corporate behaviors. When we look at what's going on for the last three years, you know, the disruptions of the past three years are really just that disruptions, right? Everything from the influence of the COVID pandemic, the Russia-Ukraine conflict, significant supply chain disruptions, all of which have driven certain behaviors, results, opportunities in the chemical industry. And yet there are other drivers coming in, including sustainability and ESG, which is a major imperative across the industry that are influencing us. And so what I would say, the kind of theme that I really think was maybe, if not an overt theme, but certainly an underpinning theme throughout the AFPM IPC is that we are setting a new equilibrium. There are concerns, and I'm going to touch on those later. We know that there's been some demand disruption and some downturn that people have seen in terms of sales, buying and selling behavior over the past six months or continuing through to the mid-year. But those are disruptions and yet not the new path. I think what we're going to see coming out of this over the next three to five years is a new equilibrium. We're starting to see that this year. We're going to continue to see that going on. The second big theme that came through 
many times throughout the conference is the need to tell your own story and to tell the industry story. Now, this is something I've talked about a lot on the podcast, and you guys know that if you've been listening, I'm really passionate around this topic, but I think it's critical. We need to own our narrative, right? So there is a concept that's attributed to Aristotle that basically translates to the phrase, nature abhors a vacuum, right? And then a vacuum or empty space will be filled. I think this is true in particular for the narrative around the chemical industry, the benefits, the sustainability, the effects on the environment, the effects on modern living. That is true. If you don't tell your story, someone else will, and they are going to tell it their way with their points of view and their interpretations of the fact. For far too long, we, the chemical industry, has operated under a premise of it's obvious. Of course, you understand all the great things that we're doing or that our products are doing. In fact, if you look around your office, you look around your home, you look at your car, those that are close to the industry understand all the positive effects and usages and benefits that we've got in all around us for modern day living. And yet, we haven't told that story. We haven't told that story into public domain. We haven't told that story very effectively sometimes, even to ourselves, right? So we've been operating under this premise that it's obvious what the industry is doing, the benefits, et cetera. Or sometimes we think that they, whoever they are, is going to tell our story. The reality is we are they, and we need to tell our story. This theme came up of tell this theme of tell your story came up several times. I had the opportunity to join a luncheon where Lark Williams, who is the United States lead plastics negotiator for the UN Plastics Treaty, spoke. And she is representing the US and the industry on this plastics treaty, which is going to be in effect over the next couple of years, potentially if it gets alignment, of course, alignment across. 180 countries. It's not easy. She is taking insights and taking things forward. One of the things that she's there for is to ensure that we have a seat at the table, right? So we need to participate to ensure that any global policies that are enacted make sense for the U.S. and for others, and that we keep the options open for innovation, future opportunities, the fact that we don't have all of the solutions today for what we're going to need in 10, 15, 20 25 years. But one of the things that was asked and that she, how can the industry help? Share your story. Share the story of the success, innovation, and the impact of chemicals. So that's one example there. On the CEO panel, so there was a panel hosted by AFPM that featured four CEOs from across the industry. One of the questions or the subtext of one of the questions was, how do we attract people to the chemical industry? How do we ensure we get the right talent and the right resources in the industry? The answer there, tell your story. Tell the story of the opportunities, the innovations, the ability to make a difference that new entrants into the industry will bring and will have and provide. And then thirdly, on the panel, Partnering for Plastic Circularity, which I hosted, one of the comments as we kind of wrap things up that came through from each of the panel participants was that, we need to be part of the narrative, right? Be an advocate for the industry, be an advocate for the benefits of plastics. It was a plastics-focused panel. Ensure that your locales, your local governments, et cetera, understand the importance of advanced recycling or chemical recycling and ensure we're selling the story of why we do what we do. So 
I think that was one of the other key themes that came through when I talked to different people across the industry, when I participated in some of the events that AFPM sponsored was tell your story, tell the industry's story, own the narrative. And that's my second big theme coming out of this. Now, I got a sidebar for you. I don't often sidebar on on the podcast, but many of you don't. My main business, Progressio Global, is a consulting business, and we advise chemical companies on how to create sustainable growth through understanding what their customers and their customers truly value and really connecting with their brand value story, right? Because again, if we understand what's valuable, if we understand what we bring to the table that's valuable, we control the narrative, we control the story, and together we get great results. So if you're not sure that your customers or business partners really value or what they value and how to make that connection back to what you do and how you're doing it and using that insight to create your sales and marketing narrative, reach out, set up a call, message me on LinkedIn, send me an email, go to my website, and we can talk more about that. Okay, sidebar over. Coming back into some of the details, the rest of the story of the insights and reflections from the AFPM IPC. Certainly a hot topic of conversation was the demand decline that we've seen starting at the tail end of 2022 and here into the first half of 2023. It really varies depending on which part of the value chain you're in. And I'm hearing numbers of it's maybe 15 to 25% demand destruction or demand decline. Let's not, it's not really a destruction. So that's an interesting thing, but we're seeing a decline in ordering right? Maybe that's the right way to think about it. Up to 40% decline in some areas versus 2022 at the same time or 2021. The result of this is really due to inventory adjustments and less so about a structural demand change. So that's one thing. I think there's a view across the industry that this is and not long-term. Although going back to my first key theme of we are setting a new normal and setting a new equilibrium, there's probably going to be some adjustments across the industry. But by and large, there's an expectation of this demand decline. And it was definitely the topic of conversation is impacting companies. Why do we, what do we see going on there? So one is the economic environment, right? Inflation, inflation, inflation. We've all seen that and it's hit us personally. The effects of Russia, Ukraine, which has been really significant in particular in Europe. But again, we are a globally connected industry, so it affects us all. And then the effects of China and their China's complete lockdown during COVID to the reopening. And I think we're still waiting to see what the full effects of China's reopening are. That's definitely been part of the demand and the ordering story. Let's call it that. Because again, back to the whole, there's an assumption and a belief that demand is steady. It's really the buying behaviors that have changed. So the economic environment being one, the second piece is around the inventory buffer and the supply chain. And I've touched on that already. Somebody told me there's a lot of companies sitting on a lot of really expensive inventory. When it was so uncertain about when your orders were going to come in, when there was a lot of supply chain disruption, it felt like everything was really tight and taking a really long time to get in. When you place these orders, companies started just ordering a lot, right? They ordered, they placed orders on top of orders. They extended their safety stock. They increased their safety stocks significantly. And there was the whole question around fulfillment. So what we're seeing now is that supply chain and logistics have really lined out, have gotten more steady and more certain 
And the value chain is resetting. People are working their way through inventory. They're assessing where they are. It's definitely impacting sales here in the first half of 2023, but the expectation that it levels out and lines out. Now, I think what's interesting is in some cases, there may very well be a net demand decline and reset, perhaps to pre-pandemic levels, perhaps differently, right? And it looks, it varies quite significantly by the value chain. Individual consumer behaviors are changing, right? So if I think about the cleaning value chain, right? We got really obsessive for a while about cleaning and sanitizing, and we're less obsessive. So it's not all going away, but it's tempering back to just above pre-pandemic levels is what the expectation is. The home makeover boom of 2020 and 2021 has turned into the travel boom. So there is a shifting of where the products are that consumers want and corporate industrial buyers and how that's translating to chemical products. And then car buying challenges Throughout the pandemic, a lot of it related to the availability of chips and semiconductors has had a knock-on effect for the chemical industry. There's recent reports that from the auto industry that suggests that sales are up because the availability of those other products are up. But we're certainly seeing some continuing impacts across certain sectors of the chemical industry. So demand decline, that's one of the themes. And yet, I think what was also one of the key themes coming through from AFPM was optimism, right? So again, there's demand decline, but it's not really demand decline. It's ordering decline because demand is solid. People and companies and customers and industrial and consumer are continuing to need our chemical products. The underlying demand is there it's an adjustment from inventory. So people are very optimistic that by the second half of the year, we're back on the uptick, right? So expected recovery there. Europe, still soft. And that's maybe the big question mark. Hit hard due to the effects of Russia, Ukraine, the impact on energy and more. And we've certainly seen from big companies such as BAF has made some structural decisions to close assets in Europe because they don't think they'll be long-term competitive. And so there's an aspect of short-term, long-term behavior going on in Europe, still soft, um, but solutions are underway. And I, I would even categorize Europe as cautiously optimistic, but a lot of work to be done still, work to be done. The other piece of optimism and the other theme that people keep talking about is the energy transition and what is its impact on the chemical industry. Certainly across some value chains, there's an impact when we think about reducing the amount of oil production, the amount of refinery products that has feeds into certain parts of the chemical industry. On a net-net basis, though, the view is that it's actually good for the chemical industry. Electric vehicles rely on petrochemicals, the solar panels, windmills rely on petrochemicals to for the raw materials or the feedstock to create these items. And then significant investment and focus and innovation across the value chains, in particular areas, carbon capture, hydrogen, and more. So I think what we're hearing and what we're seeing and I was feeling was actually optimism. In some places, cautious optimism, but definitely optimism about what the future of the chemical industry is. And my fifth theme here is global markets and local impacts. 
certainly the effects of China and the effects of the Russia-Ukraine conflict were on the minds of executives. There's a lot of talk of localization, and we've been seeing this across the media. There were bits of talks about that at AFPM about localization and localizing supply chains. And yet this recognition that our global supply chains are still really critical and that China is still critically important, right? As a trading part, not just for chemical products, but for finished goods, et cetera. One of the themes that we're seeing is a China for China strategy. And Lori Ryerkirk of Selenese during the CEO panel noted that in the case of Selenese, a third of their sales and a third of their production are from China, and yet less than 10% of product is exported from China. We're seeing this a lot, that this aspect of all the global markets are important, making really mindful choices about localization and regionalism and how you utilize both production and assets and customers in the different regions. And I think one of the things that came out is this China for China strategy is growing across the industry, certainly amongst the global players who are really trying to manage supply chain, manage opportunities, and effectively utilize, manage, and grow their businesses. And then the final piece of themes that came through was around collaboration. And this has the sense of we're all in this together certainly comes through when we start talking about things like net zero, sustainability, carbon capture, plastic circularity. We are seeing and will continue to see partnerships and collaboration across the industry. I think the war all in this together goes back to even what I talked about earlier is telling your story. We together have to be telling the story of the industry, of your companies, of your impacts, of the positive benefits, because anybody that's on social media knows that there's a lot of other voices out there. We have a big collective voice and opportunity. We have the opportunity to collaborate on solutions and innovations and collaborate on the future of the industry. So those are my six, the, my reflections of the key themes emerging from AFPM IPC in 2023. One is setting a new equilibrium in the chemical industry. Two is telling your story and telling the industry's story. Three is that this demand decline, I'm really going to call it an ordering decline, is going to be tempered by mid-year. Four is an optimism, both for 2023 and for the long term. Five is global markets with local impacts and six is collaboration. So those are my six. Tell me, did you attend AFPM this year? What stood out for you? I'd love to hear your point of view, see what resonates, see if you heard anything differently. Send me an email, leave a message on LinkedIn, and we'll be talking and following up soon. So Thanks, everyone, for listening to The Chemical Show. Keep listening, keep following, keep sharing, and we will talk to you again soon. Next week, in fact. Thanks. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer. Victoria Meyer.